Hej, mit navn er Christoffer. Jeg bor i England. Jeg snakker dansk. Du lytter lige nu til The Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello listeners, hello Fluent fam. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. It is a website where you can find online courses and lots of tips and articles to help you get successful at learning another language. And I'm here to tell you all about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another languages. And today, wow, we're at episode 175 of the Fluent Show, which is not what I ever expected to happen. We're galloping towards that episode 200, so this is amazing. Yay! I'm excited about it. Please don't forget as well, if you want to hear your voice there at the start of the show, then... Do keep sending me those intros. I love having a listener intro at the start of any kind of solo episode. And all you need to say in any language of your choosing is what your name is, where you're from, which language you're speaking, and then the words, obviously in your target language, you're listening to The Fluent Show. You might recognize that voice that you just heard at the start. You might be thinking, oh my God, have I tuned into the wrong podcast? No. Fear not, you are listening to The Fluent Show, but that lovely voice giving us the intro in Danish this week is from Chris Broholm, and he is the host of the Actual Fluency podcast. So high five and shout out to my fellow podcaster in the language learning space, Chris from the Actual Fluency podcast. I've got a few announcements before we get cracking into today's episode a little bit deeper. First of all, thank you all of you to who came to the Language Doublers Guide in Welsh, my first ever Welsh class that I taught to anybody. And it went super well. There was so much excitement and inspiration going around. And for me as a language coach, you know, I work with a lot of people who get anxious, worried and kind of very... Uh, intent on reaching a specific level in their target language. And then they're thinking about, well, am I a, a B1? Am I a C1? Am I a B2? And I want to get to this level and this is my goal. You know, like we're working hard. And that sometimes can come with even some negative feelings. And the joy of just doubling and having the permission to literally just mess around, stay on the surface and just pick up whatever you can in a language And when you get bored, you get bored and then you can go. That was tangible. And I think that the joy of that and the excitement of that, the longer you can keep it going and keep the pressure out of it and all of that other bobbins that you kind of don't need. As long as you're excited about your language, you are learning, you are learning. And for me with Welsh, it, it sometimes feels like I've basically been excited about it and kind of dabbled around for five years and whoops, oh, now I can have a conversation. So... The Language Doublers Guide format is here to stay and I am already taking requests for other languages. Obviously, I can't make them all happen at the same time, but look out. We're probably going to have another Language Doublers Guide in the coming months. If you have a language that you must see in the Doublers Guide format, you can email me hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. And if you want to see what it's like and catch up with the recording, 
then you can still do so simply by using the code CARIAD, C-A-R-I-A-D. It's going to give you a 50% discount so that you can still get this at the introductory price. At the moment, that code is still live and you can access the training by going to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash Welsh minus Dublis or Welsh dash Dublis. I'll put it all in the show notes for you as well. So the code for that is CARIAD. Now, in the last solo episode, I told you about Women in Language, that it's not running this year on International Women's Day. So I've got news about that because we have now announced the new date, the 2020 date for Women in Language. It's going to be a slightly different edition due to reasons previously discussed. And our new date, put it in your diary if you're interested in the Women in Language online conference, it is 18 to 20th of September 2020. It's an online conference, so we think it is going to happen, even despite the public health crisis that is enveloping the world right now. And I just wanted to say about this public health crisis thing, uh, to stay safe. My thoughts are with you. I've got a coronavirus-inspired word of the day for what it's worth. I know that we're all thinking serious thoughts and your mind may not be on language learning right now. You may be overwhelmed or your routine might be changing. And please take all the time that you need. Stay healthy, stay sane, you know, wash your hands, as, as everybody says. This is a big, big, big situation and I'm sure your world might have been affected by it. So my thoughts really are with you. I'm thinking about you guys and I'm thinking about what we can do to be responsible, to keep our spirits up and to stay positive in this world. I've also had a lot of online teachers get in touch with me or actually offline teachers who are interested in going online, get in touch with me and ask questions about running online lessons, making more out of your tools or setting up online teaching businesses. Some of you have lost a lot of work through this. So if you've got any questions at all, do get in touch, particularly if you're on Patreon. I will be creating something for you, I think. But obviously, it's a dynamic situation. So we're still looking ahead. All right, let's just do the the word of the day as inspired by the current situation. And you might have noticed if you live in the USA or in Britain, or if you look on the internet, or I'm sure it's more countries in the, around the world where this is happening, people are kind of stocking up, expecting to have to stay at home for a long time. So they want to get their supplies up. They want to have 700 rolls of toilet paper in the house. And for some of them, there's a German word for that that I really like. And I've been saying it in English. Um, people have been looking at me funny. And that is hamster kaufen or hamstern. So like the word hamster, because hamsters obviously stock up for, for, their, for their winter time. And if you were stocking up on a lot of stuff, you are hamstering things. So that's my word of the day there for you. Do you know anybody who is hamstering? I've got one final announcement, which is that this podcast is going to is planning to take a little podcast holiday through most of the month of April, and I'm going to be back in May. The reasons for this are manifold. Obviously, you know that I am going to move house. I am. I will move house. I still don't know. So it's that ongoing saga of like, when is this house finished? But I'm fully expecting to move house, which is a big disruptive thing. And as you might be aware, I record this podcast at home. So in the new home, I'm going to have to first set up my recording space. Then the Polyglot Cruise is going to happen, which I'm signed up to speak at. 
or at least hopefully it's going to happen. I want to let you know this is a dynamic situation and I think a lot of caution is advised around it. However, we don't know as of the date of recording this, which is, I can tell you now, before you listen to it, a few days before, I don't know what will happen and I live... So as of now, I live in hope and I'm sure Chris from Actual Fluency does just as much. Either way, that would mean me having to travel for another little time. And also it's my birthday. So I want to take this little opportunity to take time off to improve the show, get some interviews canned and kind of recorded for you with people that may be difficult to reach otherwise. And also to do more for the Patreon supporters because there's now a great number of you. And sometimes, you know... We, we need a breather, we need time on, we need time off, and we're going to be coming back even stronger. But more of that in the future. Okay, let's talk about The Fluent Show's Patreon. The Fluent Show is backed by a community of supporters here on Patreon. And to find more about how you can join them and support us as we create these weekly podcast episodes for you, you can go to patreon.com slash fluent show and support us. And the lowest tier is just $2 a month. And that's been very, very popular. And we're also supported by a wonderful app. I have been on it this week challenging myself because it is challenging even the beginner classes and I like that I like a challenging course I've been challenging myself to read in Chinese our sponsor for this episode and the app I've been using to read in Chinese is Link everybody you see wants to read in their target language everybody wants to watch videos in their target language we are kind of done with textbook dialogues most of us we're kind of want more things that reflect our own world ideally you want to get some youtubers or you want to get some podcasts or you just want to read the news you know and, and see what's going on in your target country and experience it in your target language but it's difficult when your language level isn't quite where you would like it to be to make reading easy so what link does is it makes your life so much easier they have super smart software that helps you really quickly look up words that you don't understand in the content that you're interested in. And then you can cut straight to enjoying what's going on and it keeps hold of all those words. And then you've got a fantastic word list as well that is based on what you are interested in. Link has got 25 languages supported in the app, so it's also extremely varied. And they're offering you as a Fluent Show listeners a free membership because everybody gets a free membership. But if you wanted to ever upgrade to their premium plan or you're curious about it, there is a special offer as well. They're taking 35% off. Woo, good deal. When you get your subscription through fluentlanguage.co.uk slash read more. And I'm always saying it like that. So it's read more as in read more things, read more time. Fluentlanguage.co.uk slash read more. And that is our sponsor, Link, L-I-N-G-Q. Love them. You've got to check them out. It's just part of the Independent Language Learners Toolkit. I think it's a really great resource. Now, I've already mentioned Link when it comes to vocab and keeping hold of those. And in today's podcast episode, I want to answer a listener questions that goes into one of my favorite topics. And it's one of my favorites because it is so important to so many people. And I've learned that over time that there is really a lot to be said that isn't usually said. And I quite like that. That topic is vocab and memory. And the question that comes in is from Elizabeth. Elizabeth, another Elizabeth, a different Elizabeth to the last one. 
<laughs> and Elizabeth says, I would love to hear how you deal with forgetting. At the end of my daily lessons, I feel like I've got great recall. And then when I come back the next day, I find that I've forgotten at least half of what I thought I knew really well. Also, some words seem like they do not want to stick in my brain. Should I move on and assume that these words, phrases, grammar points will stick eventually? Or should I wait until I have them nearly perfect before I move on to the next lesson? I'm trying not to frust get frustrated here, but some days... Elizabeth... I'm sure you're not the only one who is facing that dilemma. So just to summarize, Elizabeth has this dilemma that I think a lot of us have in various situations, which is when you do a lesson or you work through something and say you've got your vocab list and you work through it and you're like, yeah, I've got these words, got them down, bish, bosh, bosh, fantastic. And then the next day you look at the same list and they, they've all magically disappeared. How? What? But it happens all the time. And the question then is, okay... Should I go over this again? Should I make sure it's perfect? Should I, you know, like make sure it's all perfect and I've got it down and I really feel like I know it, I feel confident? Or should I just move on and do the next lesson? Now, first of all, let me talk you through the three steps of vocab learning that I'm going to touch on in this episode. They are really how I see the system of learning vocab, the kind of system that empowers you as the language learners, as the yeah, language learners, you, there's more than one of you listening, hopefully, <laughs> that empowers you and gives you a structure where you can very, very easily identify, okay, this problem that I'm having, it falls into this category and this here are some steps that I can take. And I have got three steps in this Let's call it a system. It is a system. <laughs> they are grow. So you, they're really growing your vocab as in finding the words and capturing them. Memorize, making those words actually stick in your head or trying as much as you can. And finally, review. And review is what most people think is about flashcards, but I'm about to tell you a little bit more. Now, the situation that Elizabeth is describing after a lesson, that feeling of having everything down and feeling like it's perfect that is awesome the reason that feeling doesn't last usually is because that word is in your short-term memory or that grammar point that way of doing things you've got it in your short-term memory and it's it's kind of sitting there very comfortably and you're like yeah yeah I've got this I've got this and the thing about short-term memory is By definition, it doesn't last forever, right? It's like, it's it's the kind of memory where things fall, fall out of it quicker. So what you want when you're learning a language is you, essentially, as you are learning a language, as you're practicing your language, what you're doing is you're kind of, I, I'm imagining this kind of really heavy word rock and you're just like pushing it and pushing it. And sometimes you're pushing it like... And sometimes you're just kind of poking it. But what you're trying to do is nudge it into that long-term memory because that is where we want the knowledge to be so that you can access it always, so that it's always there and it doesn't feel like it's fallen out of your head. So there's really two, and I'm not a neuroscientist, you know, but there's two really important things that you want with vocab. Number one is you want it to be in your long-term memory so that you can access it at any point. And secondly, you want it very well connected to all of the other things around it. Like you don't want it to be an isolated word. You want it to be connected to a lot of other examples of language and a lot of other things that you're thinking of when you're talking so that you can remember it really, really quickly. And finally, 
forgetting, I want to say this to you as well, because again, you know, think of that rock that we're nudging there, forgetting it's part of the learning process. And sometimes, you, you know, it, it might feel like, yeah, this is in a long term memory because you've pushed that hard. You kind of really gone push and then maybe it's kind of moved a bit. And the next time you come back to it, you think it's all the way in long term, but it, it isn't. Okay, I'm going to stop being an armchair scientist here, but you know, this is this is my experience of memory, vocab and language learning and forgetting these words. It is absolutely part of the learning process because I think looking them up again or encountering them again and going, oh, oh, I knew that. That is an extremely powerful nudge for that rock. I cannot make it, Elizabeth, and I cannot make it any less frustrating. I'm sorry about that. For me, it's it's just the same. I don't understand why so many words in Chinese just basically come in one side of my ear and then just fall out the other one. <laughs> But honestly, it is normal for, to forget these words and it's normal to even forget what you thought you had perfectly down. And a lot of that is because of long-term and short-term memory. And that is also why some words are stickier than others because they maybe it's the way that you encountered them. It might be that you were in an emotionally heightened state and you just kind of got them in or they were associated with a situation that you can relate to you might have an image the sound might sound like something that is familiar that you're thinking about a lot this is very very individual there's thousands of different ways of thinking about this but that is usually what makes words sticky now I'll, i'll talk you through these three stages grow memorize and review in a little bit more detail listener so number one the grow stage and when i talk about grow it's really not about getting as many words as you possibly can. It's not about like using, you, you don't have to use vocab lists or whatever. You could just use link, let's say. It's a really good example because it gives you that natural content. So it's going to automatically put words in front of you that are new to you if you're at any less than perfect level in language. So the growth stage, the action that you can take to make adding new vocab to your lists and to your vocabulary easier is thinking about how you capture those words. Ca capture it almost like as if they're butterflies and you've got like one of those butterfly nets and you kind of, you can either swing it about madly or you can actually just go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get a bigger net or whatever. <laughs> so you want to capture the words that you want to learn, for example, in a lesson. And by that, I mean, you've got to write them down. That is really it. So you, you have to either digitally note them somewhere, put them in your flashcards, or you can write them down by hand. I don't think that both is necessary at this stage, but if later you come across words that you keep forgetting, it can be really helpful to add them into whichever format you haven't been using. So if you've been handwriting lots of lists and your handwritten list is 10 words out of a list of 50 that you just cannot possibly remember, you could type those into digital flashcards and then collect, you know, start reviewing them in a different system. You want to be selective here. So keep the list as small and curated as possible. And I say this because the goal of learning vocabulary is not to get the biggest possible number of words. It is to improve how you communicate. And you communicate better if you use 500 words really effectively than you do when you cry about the 2000 that you've forgotten. And finally, really think about using your own list and making your own list. I think that is a million times more effective way of doing it than to download a deck on Anki, honestly. 
And that is because you make a mental connection with the word as you select it. Think of yourself as like the bouncer. Uh, I've got lots of metaphors and images today. So think of yourself as the bouncer and the, your brain is like the club and you get to decide if the word is good enough to get into the club. Imagine where will you use this word. And as you do that, that word already, you know, wants to please you a bit more as the bouncer wants to impress you and it becomes more memorable. That's stage one, grow. Now let's talk about stage two, memorize. Memorizing is what you can then do. We've got your list. Your list is already smaller than you thought it would be, hopefully. Run through the list. Any words that are really easy, you just kind of, you know, you, you feel like you can remember it easily and you can just trust your gut on this. Those, you know, just, they're fine. But the words that you felt like, oh, I'm kind of looking at this and I've got, I've got nothing. Like, why is, why, what? <laughs> like, why is the word for nine in Chinese, like, geo? Why, why? What does that mean? nothing to me. Okay, so you've got something where you just feel like, okay, I've got to work harder here. So here are a few strategies that you can take that are an effort, but it really pays off because it makes things more memorable. You can build mental context. So think about images. Um, usually I go with something that is inspired by the sound, but something I found really useful with Chinese characters is to kind of look at the character and try and imagine something. And there's lots of, there's lots of tools that help you with that. So something like Chinesey might be good. The key is here, like anything that you get that sounds like this or... Oh, the word, you know, has, has, has an A at the start and an A at the end. So it looks a little bit like two, two houses and, oh, the word is the word for house or whatever it might be. So, you know, just try and tell yourself a story about why this is obviously the most logical way this word, like this could not possibly be called something else. That's the goal. You really want to build that mental context. Just tell yourself a story where it becomes really logical. Another way of going about this is if you are interested in the linguistic side of things, as a fluent show listener, you might well be, look at that word really closely and think about where it might come from. I really like Googling the word plus the word etymology and just kind of seeing what comes up, seeing if I can get some kind of sense. And with compound words or with bigger expressions, that is usually really, really useful because you start to get a sense of, oh, this is why they call it that. And once it makes sense, I usually find it's much easier to remember something. And then thirdly, you can make the words sticky through richer input. So, for example, you can conduct a context search on the Internet. So you just various different websites and just kind of look up the different words in, in different ways. So, for example, an image search. So memorizing is really all about it's not so much about I just have to stare harder at this word. It's not that, <laughs> you know, it is it is about making it so that something else that is already in your head reminds you of it automatically. And I usually like to think about, you know, oh, this is a really logical way. This, this couldn't possibly be called something else. And now finally, the review stage. Lots and lots of people make a massive mistake with vocab learning in general. And that is in thinking and imagining. And I blame flashcard apps for this, but, you know, they, they are great, but... So many people now think that vocab learning is just vocab reviewing 
and they skipped out growth stage, they skipped that memorized stage, you know, it's you get it all handed to you. And that, that way things don't become as memorable. So don't make that mistake. Don't think vocab learning is the same as vocab reviewing. And usually what an app does, the, like what Anki does and what Memrise does, they do it extremely well and they're super useful, but they are mostly review tools. Some of them will also, you know, help you memorize the word ever so slightly or they try, they try, or they might give you the curated list and that's all very good. But this is not the only way to do it. If you are not a technology person, or if you find that, you know, if you think you have to set up the perfect Anki routine, but you haven't found it. Let me tell you something about SRS. SRS, spaced repetition systems, you know, so are based on the idea of spaced repetition. And spaced repetition systems have built an algorithm to show you certain words um, more often or less often based on the strength at which you reckon, the ease with which you reckon you have recalled them. So that is a term that's perfectly scientific sounding. It sounds perhaps to some of you like only a computer could possibly do that. But in practice, if you do what, what Elizabeth actually says in her, in her dilemma and you move on to the next lesson, you move on to the next thing and you don't have it perfect, but you go, okay, I've got them. I had them down yesterday. Some of them have gone, but I'm going to move on for now. If you do that, you actually get natural SRS because the key really with vocabulary reviewing and with SRS of any kind, so really with any kind of spaced repetition, it occurs automatically as you are learning a language if you keep using it because the most important vocab in a language and the most relevant vocab to you is just going to come up again and again and again and again. Now, I wonder how many of you during March 2020, when we're having this uh, pandemic in the world, <laughs> suddenly know what hand washing is in your target language. It might be much, much more and, and you might not forget it because it's a heightened state and it's important and you're going to see it everywhere. The world already space repetitionizes for you. So get creative, use that vocabulary and then you can always, if something really doesn't go in, for me, the Welsh word for recommend just will not go into my head i've forgotten it already our already have forgotten it that word if it just doesn't go in then go back to the previous step and memorize so here are a few ideas of what works for me that you could also play with number one going into conversations and one-to-one -one tutor sessions consider writing a script that uses what you recently learned and at the start, say to your tutor, I want to take five minutes and just tell you what I learned in the last session and then read out to them what you learned or just memorize and tell them from memory what you learned in the last session. If my students, I have one student who did this when I used to teach German more frequently. And that was just, it's like, hallelujah, the sun has come through. It really is nice for the tutor as well. Tip number two, handwrite. If you're a handwriting kind of person, you work with vocab lists. Use the write, look, cover, repeat method. I made that up. So write down the vocab list, cover one side, run through the list and see, you know, for each side, like which one you can remember. And then the ones that you don't remember, give them a little cross, give them a little tick, highlight them somehow. Wait a little bit of time. I, I naturally wait a little bit of time because, you know, I'm... I can be a bit lazy with my, with my vocab sessions. I say wait a few days and then do it again. 
and then mark them again and then mark them again. And then over time, if you do that for a week and you go through the list maybe once a day or once every two days or something like that, you're going to start seeing certain words just have the cross every single time because they're the ones that won't be sticky. And then those you distill and you put them into a new list. I have heard much about the gold list method in vocab learning. And I just want to say here, this I think this sounds to a lot of people a little bit like the gold list, but I have never really paid that much attention to it. I don't really know how gold list is meant to work. So I'm not... I'm not inspired by gold list. This is literally how I do it. And um, if the gold list is similar, then that's probably something that I would like. <laughs> I don't know that much about it. And then finally, read a lot and use that language a lot and just bring in an awful lot of input that is that comprehensible input that you can just about understand. Because um, a word like Dangran, my Chinese word for of course, I believe it is, is just going to come up again and again and again. So if I don't know it now, with some of the words, I just look at them and I go, well, that will happen again. And finally, a final note here on the topic of vocab. I'm giving you an awful lot of information here, I know, and I hope it's useful. I want you to trust, like Elizabeth and Kirsten and everybody listening, trust this one thing, which is that the important vocab, the vocab that you really need, if you keep practicing your target language, all those words that are really important and critical for you using language, they're always going to come back. Every gap that you have where you don't know a word and then you've looked it up and then you knew it for five minutes, that word, you're going to look it up again and again and again and they will stick eventually. Trust the process, trust your brain, trust yourself. Now, if you want to take your vocab learning further or if you want a much more detailed description of everything I've told you in this podcast, I also want to let you know that you can check out my online course, Your Solid Vocab Memory, which is all about vocab learning. And it, like I said, it's a full online course with short videos explaining every single step that you need to take and more. And the system requires very little effort. This really doesn't need a lot of effort because it focuses on what matters the most. And it's not something that you need to plan for weeks or kind of, you know, build a memory palace or something. It's going to work even for words that you keep forgetting. Plus, I've put in a few demos that people have really loved, like the context search techniques. And the course is available now. I have put a link in the show notes for you for that one as well. Or you can just go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash vocab course. Check out our course. And I recommend, of course, as I do every week, that you join my newsletter as well, because there might be a surprise coming up in the next weeks. And don't forget, you know, to support the show on patreon and all that good stuff thank you so much for listening to the fluent show and elizabeth who asked the question thank you so much for sending me your question allowing me to answer it in public on the fluent show i hope this was helpful listeners if you want to get in touch you know where to find me but just in case you don't i am at the fluent show on twitter i am at kirsten k-e-r-s-t-i-n underscore fluent on instagram or you can just use hashtag the fluent show and i'll find you i'll find you on there or you can email the show hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk i read every message and i'm always looking forward to your emails and don't forget that we are open for more listener intro intros so if you haven't done that yet pop back to the start of this episode and i explain to you how to do it 
That is it from The Fluent Show. Stay healthy, keep washing your hands and keep learning languages. <laughs> Goodbye.